Welcome to Not A UX Designer, a podcast about building better user experiences. We talk about the processes and speak with the people that make it all happen. I'm your host, Farmer Henry. Happy New Year and thank God if you're listening to this podcast, we've survived 2020 and all that happened in it, all that it had to throw at us. And uh, here we are listening to podcasts and shit. <laughs> Welcome to a new season uh, of the podcast. This year we've got a jam-packed season for you. Every year is a new season uh, and this is season three, episode one, first episode of 2021. This year we've got um, a jam-packed season for you uh, with topics that will help you jumpstart your UX design career and help you take your UX career to the next level. If you're already a UX career, maybe you're looking into getting into product design and other roles uh, such as that so we will be covering uh, a lot of uh, those uh, topics uh, this year but focusing this January we are focusing on getting started into UX design so if you are somebody who is getting started into UX design uh, we do do live streaming sessions on our YouTube channel which is called do better UX as well Uh, so if you just check out do better UX um, on YouTube you'll be able to find our uh, YouTube channel where we do live streaming sessions every week there you'll be able to find you know the opportunity to ask us questions live that you might have um, you know in starting your UX design career so having said that if that sounds like uh, something that you are interested in please uh, don't only just check out our channel Uh, please do consider subscribing to the podcast as well uh, as well as our youtube channel if you um, happen to find some other stuff that you like there without wasting uh, too much time let's uh, jump right into the episode uh, in today's session, we want to be talking about the return on investment, uh, the ROI of UX design, or rather the return on investment of good UX design. I want to emphasize the good UX design part because if not done well, then usually we don't get the results uh, that we are looking at or even understand what metrics we need to measure if, you know, uh, we're being successful or not or if we can you know really measure the return on investment uh, on UX design so I'll discuss why you know uh, the companies that focus on design are more successful in any given market uh, than their competitors uh, whether it's in you know the automotive industry whether it is in banking whether it is in um, you know just general uh, digital app market whether it is designing digital products or physical products uh, companies that focus on design always tend to beat the competitors in any given market let's jump right into it so i think the first thing that i want to talk about is that usually good design is invisible uh, to the user and hard to explain the value it brings to stakeholders especially the stakeholders in companies that have not adopted uh, design in general what do i mean about this so usually when something just works right users don't uh, understand what actually went in into thinking about the process and you know making sure that it is error free it's running fast and it's just intuitive you know uh, when users uh, see a product just working uh, and there is no problems uh, they actually don't sort of like see the 
good uh, design put into that think oh the thing just works of course it works that is what it was intended to do and if it just works um, like if you are a fa an Apple fanboy like myself uh, you know that um, Apple products just seem to work seamlessly uh, well most of the time anyway across you know the different devices and you know the softwares that you have whether it's on iPad or your you know iPhone you know transitioning to your you know MacBook uh, desktop experience etc etc you know you have your messages all over the place when you know your phone rings you can um, answer it on your iPad seamlessly as well as your desktop uh, computer so uh, usually a very good design is invisible to the user because it just works um, as well as you know it's hard to articulate uh, to stakeholders that have not necessarily bought into UX design yet uh, how it brings um, how much you know um, what's the return on investment if they actually invest in you know um, a good UX design company or not so in this uh, podcast I seek to you know explain some of those points and hopefully I'll be able able to uh, give you some uh, some high level guidance on uh, just understanding purely um, you know how to navigate the conversation around the value that good UX design brings um, to any product or any company that you know brings UX design to the table. There are a lot of case studies on the internet that show that companies that focus on design do better than the ones that don't. The evidence is in the pudding. I mean, if you look at companies like Uber, uh, Google, Airbnb, and Apple, uh, these are companies that, you know, seem to um, just get, you know, uh, the better half, the better part of the market share rather, um, you know, than their competitors. Uh, so, if you want to know more about, you know, these companies and check out, you know, a list of some of those case studies, we will uh, add a link in the show description. Uh, so if you want to check out the blog post uh, around the return uh, on investment of um, good UX design, you can check that out um, on our website. There are a lot of these case studies on the internet and we have seen it, you know, within this, you know, big companies uh, that focus on design how you know they dominate the market and really beat the companies uh, that are the competitors especially the ones that don't focus on design at all and you know focusing on design uh, doesn't only make your products better you know and usable uh, when I say better I mean like look and feel better and you know usable but it also saves companies you know money and speeds up time to market and these are the points that i really want to you know talk a little bit more into uh in this podcast session focusing on design uh really helps uh companies save tons of money uh not only in development but also in you know maintenance iteration and support calls and things like that right i'll get into the details of this in a little bit UX design and design thinking methodologies like the design sprint uh, can stop waste in time and resources, um, you know, just going in and developing the wrong thing and spending more time in trying to find and fixing usability issues that come when the product is already in, in the market. A lot of UX design thinking methodologies and, um, you know, um, user-centered approaches do help you in understanding the user a little bit more and not to waste resources in developing the right thing and spending more and more time in actually just trying to fix 
usability issues that will end up turning out into the in in the in the product once you've hit the customer's hands and uh, you know the customer giving you feedback and this doesn't only affect the usability of the product right doesn't just affect the 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 um, just the product as a whole once you put a product in the market right uh, and it has a terrible experience uh, it also really um, negatively impacts the market adoption and the customers that you're retaining on the on the product right uh, because the ones that m- you actually manage to get uh, would eventually um, get frustrated with the, with the product drop off use it less and less and eventually uh, your competitors will focus on design and build something that is better for for that specific market, something that serves that market, and eventually all your customers will leave your platform and go for the one that uh, works uh, more seamlessly and gives them uh, pleasure when they're using it, right? So not something that frustrates them uh, or really leaves them in a terrible state of trying to figure out what are they actually doing within uh, within within in your specific product we will talk about you know uh, a little bit more in depth uh, on that a little bit later on in the episode as well it is crucial to get you know most of the features that you want to put out into the market uh, especially uh, on an mvp level mvp which means minimum viable product um, getting your minimum viable product into the market is very important and you want to try and mitigate as much risk that comes with you know getting the wrong features into uh, customers hands and this is a very crucial thing when it comes to taking a product into the market because if you don't get those things right they will affect your you know um, market adoption as well as retaining customers um, on your product so you want to get most of the features right and this can be done you know using ux design uh, methodologies you know that help you validate your ideas with the users uh, in the design phase before you can even get into the you know writing the software phase Uh, that way it will be helping you you know uh, save money on development costs uh, by by really focusing on the features that you know you have validated that your users would actually want to use right it's really crucial to get that right if you're taking you know a minimum viable uh, product into the market uh, which will you know by focusing on the right features uh, just the right ones that you need uh, it really helps you accelerate the development time and getting you know uh, to market faster other than you know the great benefits of ease of use you know um getting easier customer adoption and customer retention companies that focus on design uh, also have way way lower costs of customer acquisition and lower lower costs of things like support uh, calls and trying to you know fix bugs and things like that well not bugs necessarily but things like usability issues right uh, once the uh, product is the customer so um, if the product is good enough it's easier for you to sell it and spread the word organically without you know crazy uh, marketing efforts so you know instead of 
spending a lot of time like Windows Vista um, in in uh, time and money in marketing efforts, you know, just um, spend a lot of time and money in, you know, understanding your users uh, and really building a product that is the perfect fit for them that actually solves a problem that your user is having, right? Like, okay, the reason why anybody's using your product, it's either that they seek to be entertained or that they have a pain point that they're trying to solve whether that is, you know, ordering food while they're sitting on the couch, whether it's, you know, they want to get entertained, whether it's um, something else uh, that, you know, uh, brings convenience uh, in people's lives. That is the only reason why uh, anybody uses any product or has, you know, sort of like the motivation of using a product. People don't wake up and saying that, oh, I want to, you know, uh, use Facebook or whatever it is. They'll be like, oh, I want to, you know, the, the actual feeling around using Facebook is more about, you know, being able to have a consistent flow of, you know, feed and news that is, you know, relevant to you. Uh, and that gives you a good dopamine rush every time, you know, you, you go through you go through your feed. That is what people are actually looking for and not necessarily, you know, a specific product. But if those products, you know, solve or, you know, fill um, those uh um, areas of, you know, instant gratification or, you know, really solve a problem for you, whether it's, you know, a transport problem or whatever it is, uh, that is what, you know, customers are actually using your product for. And I think it's important uh, for us to be able to focus on those things, zoom in into the things that, you know, your customers really need so that we are able to focus on the right features to take into market. It's important to understand what are the metrics to measure and how to track them so that you know where to optimize for software or for your product to be considered good and, you know, be successful in the market. I think there are a couple of uh, characteristics uh, that I can uh, I can put out uh, to you. I think, you know, uh, mainly four of these characteristics, um, what I consider, you know, make good software and, you know, give you higher chances of being successful in the market so performance well performance you know very good performance of your product i'll get in, into detail around that a little bit more uh there is improving your brand credibility and really taking your brand out there uh there is you know reduction of development costs maintenance costs and support costs obviously having a positive uh and growing as well as sustainable uh, impact on your bottom line, right? So let's dig down into what those four uh, things actually mean. So let's start with the performance, right? So when I say a product is performing well, I'm really referring to, you know, the technical side of things, things like, does it have, you know, less errors, you know, you don't leave the users in a rapid hole and they don't know what to do, uh, ease of use, is it intuitive and, you know, um, actually just easy to use, people know where things are and, you know, how to sign up, how to, you know, really get on board as well as, um, you know, other things like speed is it fast you know do you, does it take less time to load things uh, as, as well as other things like can you find the product on search engines is it you know well optimized for seo and other things like that 
that is you know from a technical performance type of thing so does it actually work does it work well and doesn't frustrate the user even if you know the user experience from a journey point of view is really good uh, you know these things can uh, hurt the user experience as well so if your product has got a lot of errors it's not really intuitive to use uh, you know it's slow and you know you can't really find it on, on search engines it will be you know um, a terrible um, uh, performance for that specific product uh, but other than the technical things I think there are also things from from you know the business side of things as well like the traffic that's coming through your product right uh, which speaks to you know being uh, searchable on search engines and things like that and you know referrals and other things you know the number of new and retained uh, users uh, you know those are some of the things that you want to see when you say a product is performing well you want to see you know better and improved traffic you know a good number of new and retained users uh, so less and less churn more and more users which will give you more of uh, growth uh, steadily or even exponentially right so cool that is what i mean when i talk about you know a product performing well uh, from a technical point of view as well as from a business point of view the next point is you know improving brand credibility now for a product to be you know considered good and successful and really be able to dominate the market i think there is a good um, um percentage of you know having great uh great uh brand credibility and the more users find your product easy to use you know and really intuitive and pleasant to use the more you know the chances you have uh, of them recommending it to colleagues their bosses um, friends and family as well you know so that they can all start using the the product um you know if your product is good enough, people will recommend it to uh, the people that would find it useful, uh, as well as if you find this podcast uh, uh, information useful, I would love for you to recommend it to somebody that you think that would find it useful as well. This really helps you by having more and more organic reach. And when I say organic reach, I don't mean, you know, um, marketing your your product uh in a specific uh you know paid manner or whatever it is uh, i mean really uh referrals and you know uh having word of mouth um having people uh that trust your product uh tell other people that they trust it is probably the best form of marketing and that uh, for me, I think drives a lot of sustainable organic growth of your product as well as your brand. It's more and more people who, who you know, uh, trust each other, refer your product to each other, the more they actually trust your brand and your product. So the next point that I want to talk about is the fact that, you know, good UX design or, you know, good software uh, that is potentially successful in the market has got a lot of reduced development um, maintenance and support uh, costs stakeholders are usually interested in saving money and um, you know getting a good 
return on investment. So this is something that uh, they will be pretty interested in uh, if you can uh, show the stakeholders that you uh, have conversations with that you're trying to convince uh, on the return on investment on good user experience design. Uh, this is something that uh, you could definitely start the conversation with uh, because this is something that they would definitely pay attention to. So stakeholders are usually interested in reducing the cost as much as possible and the upfront cost of design is usually worth the investment given that it's implemented well, right? Again, emphasis on good user experience design again. I mean, uh, if it's not implemented well, then we have a problem um, because we might not get uh, the, the actual metrics that we are looking for in any given situation or moment. I'll explain how does uh, good user experience design actually help us uh, reduce this cost, right? So by building a product um, in a user-centric approach, uh, companies uh, avoid unnecessary iteration and support costs by building the right thing. So as I've mentioned earlier on, you know, just by building the right thing uh, that matters to your customers the most uh, or to your users the most uh, is the most impactful way of being able to, you know, sort of like save on those iteration costs. So instead of you iterating and trying to fix things, you actually be iterating and improving uh, the product and optimizing it, you know, uh, according to which metrics would you like to uh, move and adjust as you go through, um, you know, the iteration of the product. Having said that, I think this avoids, you know, the unnecessary uh, costs of developing, you know, the features that customers will not use at all, um, you know, and um, this helps, you know, uh, your product not only, you know, be bloated and stuff like that, uh, but also get to market uh, faster uh, in with less risk and a better chance uh, of success compared to companies that don't necessarily focus on user experience design or actually optimizing, you know, for some of the things that we're talking about here. So companies that don't focus on design, we see them, you know, more and more trying to fix things once the software has been launched into the market and they're trying to move things around and they're you know, trying to fix things here and there. Uh, and this costs a lot of development time and effort as well as time of getting those features to market. Uh, so this is something that, um, that UX design can actually help you with uh, and you know, mitigating that risk uh, and having a better chance of your product actually succeeding once it hits the market, right? Last but not least, uh, we want to talk about the positive impact that good UX design has on your bottom line, as well as giving you a good, um, you know, level of growth uh, that is also sustainable. By having a growing and retained customer base, right, um, a better and organic uh brand trust um, that is growing as well, uh, you know, from all the referrals of people that, you know, are finding, you know, uh, your product as pleasant as possible. Um, and things like savings on development and maintenance on support calls, et cetera, et cetera. We find that, you know, companies that focus on, on, on UX design and that do have good UX designers uh, actually benefit from, you know, a direct yet 
rather invisible positive impact on their bottom lines um, you know just by focusing on design uh, new customers you know traffic and being able to return that customer base uh, but I think most importantly uh, having to be able to grow that uh, brand credibility uh, by having people referring you know your your product to other people that you know uh, they think would benefit from it um, that way you get organic growth uh, that is more sustainable uh, you know because people trust your brand more and the more people actually trust your brand the more you have sustainable growth uh, so just think about some of the biggest brands that we use out there things like Google things like um, you know Facebook LinkedIn etc etc Uber uh, these are products that we would uh, happily you know refer a friend to or a colleague or whatever it is uh, purely because we trust those products and we trust that they will be there uh, for the longer time to come uh, we even trust them to run our whole businesses uh, and you know be the backbone of um, of our organizations that way you know that trust is you know passed on onto other organizations once other organizations can see that okay we trust using google as the backbone of the of our organization other organizations will also be able to follow suit uh, having that organic uh, growth uh, happening around you without you know major uh, marketing investments the story is simple really right and the opposites are true Companies that do not focus on design and creating great experiences for their users do not have products that provide good user experience. That is simple. And this shows in their, you know, customer adoption, customer retention, even their market share uh, that they have. Um, and obviously the negative impact on their bottom line uh, as a general uh, effect of bad user experience we actually see companies that don't focus on you on design uh, being absorbed um, you know uh, eventually by the companies that come uh, and focus on design so if you look at the example of Tesla for example uh, which is an automotive um, company that really focuses on design and innovation uh, it has definitely come and dominated the automotive uh, industry not only in the electric uh, market but also even you know some of the bigger companies that have been there for you know uh, decades and decades before it was even uh, launched we're talking about companies like mercedes-benz we're talking about companies like gm motors etc etc companies like ford uh, that have been totally dominated by a company that we have seen that has got a huge focus on design and innovation so we do see that you know uh, companies that don't focus on design usually get consumed by those that do uh, in the same market uh, even if the companies are, are usually uh, younger than you know the other companies that have been on the market but don't necessarily focus on design good ux design really brings a lot of return on investment when it comes to be able to position yourself better into the market and being able to save costs um, and you know just driving better speed to getting into the market and you know mitigating most of the risk uh, that you get into getting into the market and being able to learn from customers uh, feedback once the software and the product has already been written and sitting in customers hands uh, you can do this by using different UX design methodologies 
use i usually recommend the design sprint uh, which is a very quick way a three to five day uh, process that can help you uh, sort of like cut down uh, the assumptions and be able to identify the features that you should be able to put in your MVP and have a greater uh, chance of success when you put the product into the market. In closing, companies that focus on design and build products with good user experiences uh, see major savings in development iteration costs because they're actually not just fixing stuff but actually improving stuff as well as support calls right so the more your product actually just works the less and less of people that you get you know calling your support desk uh the less and less people you actually need on your support desk you could you know maybe if your products is that good you could eventually get away with just having you know something like a chatbot uh, just to help with you know some of the generally asked queries and questions uh, on your platform uh, so we see a lot of these companies actually reduce costs get to market faster and be able to dominate uh, the markets that they get into purely by you know uh, focusing on the right features validating those features with actual real users that are going to use the product uh, and being able to gain organic uh, growth and brand trust through giving users a great user experience a pleasant user experience and something that they can refer to people that you know they care about and that they know that they'll find it valuable so having said that thank you so much for listening to this episode this brings us to the end of the first episode of 2021 of not a ux designer that's the name of the podcast uh if you've enjoyed this episode please do consider subscribing so that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming episodes uh share this with someone in your community that you think that might benefit from this uh you know if it's somebody who is in ux design or somebody who is uh building a product and is asking if there is great um you know uh return on investment in focusing on design uh just you know give them the examples of google uber and airbnb and how those companies have been able to dominate the industries that they are in uh, so if you think that somebody might benefit from this podcast please uh, do consider sharing it uh, with them if you're interested in more content like this do check out our website dobetterux.com there you'll be able to find our blog posts uh, links to our live design streaming sessions that we do over on youtube uh, and other interesting interesting things as well that uh, we have coming up uh, this year for you so until the next episode i'm your host farma henry and i'm out